Betrayal, Crypto Beetles, and Billions of Dollars. This is the melodramatic story of XRP. Welcome to another episode of the Fool's Gold Podcast. Uh, I am Ryan, the Crypto Fool, and on the other line, we have Brian with our more traditional markets. Brian, how's it going today? Good, good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Uh, still still waiting for something to happen uh, in the crypto world. I mean, we had uh, the XRP airdrop, which did not raise the price of XRP like I thought it would. Um, that was a little disappointing. And now XRP's price is dropping, and that's very fitting for today's episode. How's the stock market looking? Well, it's kind of in limbo because I think they're waiting. Everybody's waiting to see what uh, what's going to happen with stimulus and obviously the vaccines are starting to get distributed it sounds like so it's uh, it's looking like things are pretty good like stimulus might happen but you never know we'll we'll see what happens i just feel like everything's just kind of in wait and see mode so we'll yep we'll see but do you think uh xrp was more of like buy the rumor sell the news kind of thing yeah i've actually i've never heard that phrase until this week when i read that in a headline about xrp so mm. I think that that does apply here. Um, I will say, in fairness to me, it did XRP did rise in price like 300% and uh, then dropped back a little bit in like the span of a week or so. Uh, it just I, I just expected it to rise again right before the airdrop. But either way, the rise was because of the airdrop. It just happened sooner than I thought, and then it didn't happen when I thought it would happen. So, so. And the reason why it went up... I don't know if we want to get into this now, but it's because uh, a lot of people were trying to get in before this happened, right? Because you get more crypto if you have XRP in your portfolio. Is that right? Right. That's good. Yeah. Let's, let's explain what this airdrop is. Yeah. So basically uh, what it is, is if you, however many XRP coins you had in your wallet, you would get a, the same amount of coins of this new coin that's being created called the Spark token. And so if you had 1,000 XRP, you would get 1,000 Spark tokens, at least 1,000. Actually, you'd probably get a little bit more. And so it's just a chance to get free tokens. Who knows what the value of Spark tokens are going to be? Um, the market's going to kind of decide what the value of Spark is. But it's a chance to get just free tokens given to you, right? And so I think people saw the chance to buy in and uh, and uh, just take advantage of that. That's weird. You'd think it would, like, sell off after that happened right once they got the crypto and then it would sell off but it s sold off before which is kind of interesting but. yeah i think everyone had the same idea of selling right when the snapshot happened and so people got concerned that everyone's going to sell off so people started jumping the gun <laughs> I, even i actually i'll admit i tried to sell before as well because i was trying to take the most money so i think everyone just kind of thought the same thing and we all just people just started selling right before Interesting, huh? So anyway, that's a good segue into uh, today's episode. And, and so with XRP, it has to be one of the most controversial cryptocurrencies out there. It's one that I am personally torn over because I can see both sides of it. I mean, you, you'll get both sides of why it's good, why it's bad. And a lot of it has to do with the very dramatic beginning that it had. There was a whole lot of teen girl drama. Uh, maybe I shouldn't stereotypes teen girls that way i'm sorry if there's any teenage girls listening to our cryptocurrency <laughs> podcast um but it was very very dramatic and we'll talk about that and so actually brian you know i know you 
I'm glad you are here with me on the podcast here because you are our uh, resident uh, soap opera expert. You're very okay. good at the daytime soaps. I know you watch those all the time. Oh, yeah, all the time. So um, I was hoping that you could kind of weigh in on uh, some of the drama that happens in this story. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Uh, and, and and maybe 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 I'm exaggerating a bit here with the soap opera stuff. Um, is there a show that you do know well enough to you know kind of give us a rating system so we know how dramatic things are getting in this story? Well, I'll go with a, a classic. I'll go with uh, The Office, the, the okay. U.S. version, not the U.K. I've never watched that one. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know there's the U.K. I actually don't like The Office, so this is great. <laughs> so you're not going to get any of the inside jokes on this, Ryan. I know. You'll be laughing, and people at home will be laughing, and I'll just be nodding my head. That that sounds about <laughs> right. So so for our rating, Brian, so a rating system of, you know, let's say 1 to 10. Okay, so let's get an example of what would be a, a level one drama from The Office and what would be a level 10 scene from The Office in terms of drama. Okay, okay, let's see. So a uh, rating of one would be the episode where, you know, Michael Scott uh, burned his foot on a George Foreman grill. Okay. Because he, he likes to smell, the, smell bacon in the morning. Sue, <laughs> sue me. <laughs> No. Was it next to his bed? Yeah, yeah. He likes oh, to okay. stick it next to, next to his de- bed, and then he got up in the morning, he stepped on it, and so... Okay, that's a one. Okay. That's a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a 10 would probably be like the the uh, dinner party episode where Jan throws a Dundee award at his plasma TV, and uh, the cops come... <laughs> So that that's pretty dramatic. Okay. Anybody that knows The Office <laughs> knows that episode is so insane and so dramatic. Cool. Okay, so there's our system. I mean, there's our rating yeah. system. Sounds good. So so as we go throughout this story of XRP and how it started, I would love to hear your insights, your office insights, whatever, in that rating system uh, to, to see where we're at, right? Just just kind of keep okay. track of yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where the drama's going. So... Our story begins, and I hate to start it here, Brian, because this is actually going to play into a stereotype that I pushed against, but that you were raising. So you had the stereotype against people who were into cryptocurrency, and you brought this up a couple weeks ago about basically how they were like nerdy people in cryptocurrency who play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're starting here this episode with Magic the Gathering. You familiar with Magic the Gathering? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, it's a card game, and it's a nerdy card game. Okay. It 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 has it has a cult following like Dungeons and Dragons. I can't believe it's like Pokemon. It's like it's like the original Pokemon without the cute little pocket monsters. Oh, what's what's the fun in that? Oh man, Brian. Okay. Anyways, so Magic the Gathering. So, um, we start here. So so th- this is a popular game that Brian apparently doesn't know about. Um, the, the problem with Magic the Gathering was back in 2007, there was no great way to exchange cards. So it's the collectible cards that you get and you can play an actual game with these cards. And so you want to get better collectible cards so that you can do better in the games that you play, like competitions, whatever. And so there's no really good online system for exchanging cards between players. Like if players wanted to trade cards, like how we used to trade baseball cards, for example... There wasn't really a good online way to do that. And so here comes this guy, Jed McCaleb. He's a 32-year-old. And uh, apparently he's way into Magic the Gathering. And so he creates a website, uh, Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. 
and he just took kind of the the first letters of each of those words. So m t g o x dot com, and uh, that was his his website. And surprisingly, not a lot of people used it. And so good old Jed decided to shut that website down. A couple years later, we'll fast forward to 2010. Jed realizes that he gets into Bitcoin and he realizes that Bitcoin is in the same situation as magic was, where there isn't a great online way of exchanging Bitcoin. And so he creates one of the first Bitcoin exchanges using the same website that he had before. So mtgox.com, he turned into a Bitcoin exchange. And so if you take those letters mtgox, he actually turned that into Mount Gox. So MT for Mount, G-O-X, Gox. And this came to be known as the Mount Gox Bitcoin Exchange. Okay. Okay. So this humble beginnings from a nerdy card game, noble card game, I'd say, um, to a Bitcoin exchange, it started to take off. And it actually got a lot bigger than he could handle. He chewed off a little more than his bitches could hold or whatever that saying is too big for his britches anyways um so he sold the exchange in 2011 a couple years later mount gox declared bankruptcy after misplacing misplacing is what they said misplacing 850,000 bitcoin what so my question is how do you misplace 850,000 bitcoin this isn't, yeah. this isn't like someone doing the laundry and forgetting that they put their Bitcoins in their pockets and then somehow the Bitcoins got lost in the laundry. Like, wh- where are you misplacing Bitcoin? Although, from a few weeks ago when we talked about this, it seems like if you if you put your uh, crypto on, uh, what is it, cold storage or mm-hmm. hard storage or whatever, yep. and if you like... Put it in the laundry, then you're kind of screwed, right? Okay, well that's true. I mean, I guess I guess that's a possibility, but this is not this is a website. Oh, okay, okay. But I guess they could have cold storage. No, but really, what happened was thieves had stolen a lot of that Bitcoin. Uh, they had a leak problem, and they were leaking out Bitcoin to all these hackers. Anyway, Mount Go- Mount Gox declared bankruptcy. It's actually a huge thing in the crypto world um, because this is millions of dollars that they basically couldn't account for, and they went under. Well, it turns out that Jed McCaleb, the guy who started the website back in the beginning, uh, it was actually already going under when he sold it, uh, and so he was already in debt eighty thousand Bitcoin uh, when he sold the website. And then the, the, the debt just kind of compounded year over year from that point because the problems never were fixed. I don't know if the company that bought it from Jed knew about this leak problem. But uh, anyways, so, so here's this Jed guy. He's, he's made a website. He made money on it because he sold it at the right time. But really, it was not a great website. And uh, he's partly responsible for <laughs> all this lost Bitcoin. Um, but, but he decided, Jed decides to move on to do other things. So Jed's going to be our hero, our, our main character, I should say, in this story going forward. So here's Jed coming from this website that he just made. And he decides he wants to make a new cryptocurrency. Uh, he's going to call it Ripples. Ripples is going to be the name of the coin. And he want, he's going to start up a company to run this currency. And the name of the company is going to be 
OpenCoin. But he's, he's starting up his own cryptocurrency. He needs a face for the company um, because he's more of a coder. And as we saw with his management of the website, he needs some business guy running the company for him. Uh, it, it was said that Jed drove a 1990 Honda Civic and he got this other guy to come in on come in as CEO and that CEO drove a couple Porsches. So that kind of gives you an idea of how these two guys lived their lives, right? A Honda so Civic like for me and Porsche. him are, uh, are a little bit alike. I drive a Civic. Oh, Go well, figure. look at that, Brian. Maybe <laughs> you are Jed. Maybe I could create a cryptocurrency too. That makes me that makes me the CEO, Chris Larson, who drives Porsches. I like that. <laughs> no, as as every good cryptocurrency holder knows, it's all about the Lambos. It's not not about the Porsches. Uh. Anyways, so so Jed and this CEO guy, I'm not going to say his name. I'll just say CEO. He um Jed and the CEO co-found OpenCoin and create Ripple the Coin, this new currency. And the idea uh. behind this cryptocurrency is to rival Bitcoin. It's supposed to be like a better version of Bitcoin. Okay. This is back in 2012. Just curious. How do you make it better? Like, is there like quality in? <laughs> it's shinier. No. Um, so it's a lot faster than Bitcoin. Okay. And it's a lot cheaper in terms of transactions. That was okay. like their main targets to hit. Like faster, meaning like transfers faster to people? Yes. Uh-huh. And you okay. can process a lot more at once. Okay. Um, there's a lot of differences, but that was like their main goals for distinguishing themselves. Got it. Okay, so let's let's check in real quick here, Brian. So we're just we're just starting our story of Ripple of XRP. Where are we at on the drama meter here? Uh, that's pretty dramatic. I mean, losing all that Bitcoin, especially now that Bitcoin's like twenty thousand. You know, I would say that's like when Michael Scott, when he dro- drove the forklift in the warehouse and just you know, caused lots of problems, you know, it was, everything was messed up and broke things. You broke a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Michael. Yes. Yeah, so that's exactly what this sounds like. I mean, he's okay. here. He is breaking websites and then running away and, uh, you know, starting new things to break. Right. And saying, and saying that, uh, he's going to get somebody to clean it up. And the warehouse crew is says, we have to clean this up, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. It sounds like we need a little bit more drama. So here comes a girl into the story jed meets a girl and i will call her crypto yoko ono you know who yoko ono is ono is right brian yeah yeah yeah. the uh from the beatles right the uh yes yeah yeah, yeah. yes the girl that broke up the beatles that's a bit of foreshadowing so Uh, i'll call her crypto yoko ono um this girl yoko uh was starting a travel website and she needed money because her website wasn't doing very well. And Jed fell head over heels for her. And so he convinced his company, OpenCoin, to buy her company. And it was kind of some talk. He really had to convince his, his uh, co-founder to do this. I mean, why is a cryptocurrency company buying a travel website? I don't know how those two go together. But they did. They bought. They made the purchase, and then she joined them to work for them. She became a worker at uh, OpenCoin, and uh, she decided she wanted to claim a title because she didn't really have anything to do at the at the the company. So she wanted she wanted the title of Chief Engagement Officer. Okay. So if you think about what those 
the, the, the acronym for that, Chief Engagement Officer, she would be the CEO. She wanted to be the CEO, and people were not happy that Jed was trying to get his girl this, to become the CEO. Obviously not the CEO, but a CEO in the company. Okay. Um, she was always around. No one that the his coworkers said that they could never talk to Jed alone. She always had to be in the same room. She was just she was just in everyone's business, and they were getting a little sick of her. And uh, at the same time, she thought she would be clever, and she started spreading rumors that Jed was Satoshi Nakamoto. Ah, you remember who Satoshi is, right? Yeah, the mysterious founder of Bitcoin. So, uh, she starts spreading rumors that. He is Satoshi, and this, of course, creates a whole lot of havoc and chaos at the company because people are like, no, let's tamper this down. You are not Satoshi. And Jed's like, well, maybe I am. Who knows? He, he likes the attention. So, Brian, where are we at here? Where are we at on the meter? Uh, we got a girl involved now. She's kind of twisting things into getting what she wants. Uh, I don't. I we'll, we'll see how this one plays out. We'll keep going. Okay, we'll this keep is, going. I'm seeing. I'm seeing something. Here. Okay, so supposedly Jed, uh, he kind of gets tired of this company. So by now the company's called Ripple. So it went from OpenCoin. They changed the name to Ripple, and now the currency is called XRP. Okay, so the, so now in the modern day, we call the currency XRP, and the company's name is Ripple. Um, and so just to keep track of these names here some people call xrp the coin ripple that's because it used to be called ripple anyways that's uh that's just uh, some semantics for you so jed kind of gets tired of ripple and he creates this he strikes up a deal with a company a payment company called stripe i don't know if you've heard of stripe but stripe Mm -hmm. was gonna buy ripple um and something happened the deal was called off and suddenly Jed and the CEO are bitter enemies, very upset with each other. So I would imagine Jed wanted this deal to go through. The CEO did not. And so then they start butting heads and th- there's, there's some problems here at the company. So Jed starts talking to his coworkers, trying to s- scheme a way to get the CEO removed, kick him out of kick him out of his position. Let's get another CEO. The problem was no one else was really loving this idea because the CEO was actually doing a good job. Uh, Jed just didn't like him. And Yoko, Yoko Ono didn't like him either. So Jed decides to bring it to the board of directors. And he says, we're going to hold a a vote. And uh, Jed was there. The CEO was there. The rest of the board of directors were there. And Jed said, let's vote on removing the CEO from his position. Okay. Again, the CEO is in the room and he's asking the board of directors to vote him out. So where are we at now, Brent? This is like when Dwight was having an affair with Angela while Mm. Angela was engaged to Andy and everybody in the office knew about it except Andy. (laughs) Yes. It's getting pretty dramatic here. Okay, I actually have seen that episode, I think. So I actually do know (laughs) what you're talking about here, and that is perfect. Yes, you know, exactly. And uh, he's having this this affair with little coworkers, trying to, you know, trying trying to rile something up here. So we'll keep going. Okay. 
basically the the board decides to keep the CEO. And they say, no, we want to keep the CEO, Jed. Sorry. And Jed says, hold on. It's either him or me. If you choose to keep the CEO, I'm out of here. And, you know, whoa, teen girl drama here, okay? Anyway, the board says, no, we are keeping the CEO. He's doing a good job. Sorry, he doesn't deserve to go. But Jed, we'd love to have you too, your, your co-founder. And Jed says, nope, I'm gone. And the next day, he's gone. He disappears with Yoko. They're gone. And uh, Ripple's like, well, we don't know where he went, but we'll just kind of keep on living life. So problem solved, right? I mean, Ripple can just go on and live the life, and Jed's out of the picture, and oh well. Good riddance. Good riddance. Or so they thought. A year later, Jed pops up, and he announces to the public that he is going to sell all $9 billion of his XRP at once. So this raised a whole lot of red flags. First of all, and how many uh, XRP are there at this there's, point? There's there's 100 billion total. So they they made 100 billion at the very beginning. And he has how many? You said nine, nine billion. billion. Nine billion. Yeah. So he had about nine percent of the total supply. So this okay. raises a bunch of red flags. First of all, why does why does a co-founder have that much of some token? Nine percent just for one co-founder. So you start looking into what what they're giving all of the other executives. So the other co-founder, the CEO, also had nine billion XRP. The company Ripple gave themselves eighty billion XRP. What? So the company gave themselves eighty percent of the token supply and gave them the about twenty percent to their founders. That's where all the the tokens originally went. Uh, so. Ooh, some red flags should be, you know, kind of popping up for investors. Uh, like, yeah. this this doesn't sound like this should be a thing. And so when you think so, about... So wait, so there was no ICO? Is that what it's called? Initial coin offering? Correct. They minted it and gave it to themselves. Oh, my gosh. And then they started trying to distribute it to people and sell it off to people. Okay. Okay. So $100 billion total. Talk about manipulation, man. Exactly. Yeah. And now, now that you know Jed is gone from the company, he has no loyalty to the company. What's to stop him from selling nine billion all at once, crashing the price of XRP? I mean, Jed becomes a billionaire. So currently, uh, as of today, Ripple's price is uh, XRP's price is about fifty cents per token. Um, at the time, it was less, obviously, but it was still he still would have made a billion dollars, um, about a billion dollars if he had sold it all. And so, side note, this is kind of an interesting thing. Ripple has, I think today, Ripple sold off a bunch of it and given away some. But Ripple still has about 55 billion XRP, which is about $30 billion worth of basically cash. It's basically some reserve that they have stored up that they can sell at any time if they need money. And so, Ripple is a company. They have a whole lot of money just sitting around if they want to do something with it kind of an interesting model for a company to just have all this money sitting around that they don't need investors necessarily because they could just sell their own token that they made and and then they have the money that they need that's crazy so because of this they're, they're, ripple has has decided to restrain themselves and they have limited how much xrp they can sell so they've set a limit to only sell a max of one billion per month. So they will not sell more than a billion. 
I'm like, oh, good <laughs> self-control it. there, guys. Only a billion, huh? You're you're only gonna sell five hundred million dollars worth of some token that you made up a month. That's real real tough of you guys. So, anyways, th- I guess the average about three hundred million tokens sold per month. Anyways, so that, okay. that's so that, that's Ripple, right? This is kind of what they're dealing with here, and we'll talk more about this at the end here. But but when when Jed mentions he's gonna sell nine billion, Ripple just started throwing lawsuit after lawsuit at Jed to stop him from selling. And uh, so anyway, the lawsuits lasted several years and uh, eventually it was decided that uh, he's limited to how much he can sell per year as well. So I think currently he's limited to like a billion a year. Uh, I think next year he can sell 1.5 billion, something like that. Anyways, still. It's probably probably worked out in his favor since the price has probably gone up since then. Yes, actually it has, yeah. The whole point of Jed saying he's going to sell $9 billion is to get publicity because, lo and behold, he has, his, has a new project that he's working on. So just a recap of Jed so far. He, he did Magic the Gathering website and abandoned it and then turned it into Mt. Gox Exchange, which was uh, bleeding Bitcoin. He got rid of it, then started up Ripple and had started having some drama. He got rid of it. Well, he left it. And he starts up his uh, another company, and this one is called Stellar, and it's a cryptocurrency. Okay. He creates his own cryptocurrency uh, to rival Ripple, and so he's threatening to sell nine billion XRP to tank Ripple and to make everyone come over to his own cryptocurrency that he's starting up. And the thing with his cryptocurrency is basically it's he copy pasted the code for XRP, which is open source. He took the code for XRP, copy-pasted it to make his own coin, calls it Stellar Lumens, or XLM is the ticker, uh, and uh, that thus, thus born his new cryptocurrency. A lot of stuff just happened there, you know, all the lawsuits and stuff. We think, you know, after several years, it's been five years or so since the last lawsuit, I think. So they've had some time to cool off Hopefully, the cooler heads are exist at Ripple, and hopefully Jed feels a little bit better about where he's at, too. I mean, the, after all, Jed is a billionaire by now, or he basically is a billionaire by now, um, and the executives at Ripple are billionaires. So hopefully they can just let bygones be bygones and, and move on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That'd be nice. Of course not, though. So um, <laughs> a couple of years later, so actually this was two years ago, back in 2018, uh, on a website called Quora. And actually, this is funny because you and I, Brian, have actually just been talking about Quora. I, yeah. I myself have been getting involved in Quora, answering questions. So if you've got any cryptocurrency questions, hit me up over there on Quora. Anyways, Quora is a website where you can ask questions and you can get answers um, from experts or different people in the field, get opinions, stuff like that. So there was a random question on Quora, and there's, there's tons of questions on there. There's a random question on Quora back in 2018. Someone asked, why did Jed McCaleb leave Ripple? And a bunch of people were weighing in their opinions of why he left and and all this stuff. And then pops up the CTO of Ripple, David Schwartz. This is the guy that was there with Jed from the beginning, and he actually replaced Jed when Jed left the company. Okay. So for some reason, I don't know what he's doing on Quora. I mean, he's... (laughs) 
he's a millionaire. I don't know what, he's got nothing better to do with his time. So he gets on court and he answers this question. He says, I'll read just excerpts from what he says. Jed had a long string of bad ideas that Ripple's board of directors refused to implement. So Jed started Stellar based on those bad ideas. Jed's reaction to not getting his way on these issues was to publicly say bad things about the company and start a competitor. This is just the parts about which I am relatively certain. There are things that I suspect that are even worse. And that's how he ends his, his little ominous uh, response there. Okay? okay. So so kind of stoking some flames here. Several years after all of these lawsuits, do you think things have settled down? They each have their own companies now. But since there is a fire, uh, you gotta you gotta fan those flames. So here comes Jed McCaleb onto the same Quora discussion board. Again, what are these billion crypto billionaires doing on Quora answering random people's questions? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Jed, why, why is uh, you know why did Kevin Durant you know get into arguments on social media you know exactly that's true it's very true question of the decade it's very true anyway so jed jed finds this thread and he responds to to david schwartz from uh, ripple he says again some excerpts here david i always enjoyed working with you and i thought we had a degree of respect for each other so i'm pretty disappointed in your tone here i feel like i've been extremely restrained in my criticism of ripple despite the frivolous lawsuits from you guys and the constant attacks on my character and my family. Oof, so he is, so Jed's standing up for himself. So then, of course, David responds. And uh, again, these are long responses. I'm just kind of taking little snippets here. Uh, David responds, there is simply no excuse for a founder trash-talking his own company. Sorry, there is simply no conceivable justification for your actions that I can even imagine you just acted to harm Ripple as much as you could. And then there's a deleted comment that ends the conversation there. So I guess if when you have billions of dollars, you go looking for random questions on Quora about yourself. I don't so know. this is like this is this is like when Michael Scott left Dunder Mifflin and started the Michael Scott Paper Company and then I think it was David Wallace actually is his his name David. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> offered to uh, except this one ended up more happy, but this is when uh, he offered, I think uh, Michael Scott and Pam like fifty thousand dollars for them to shut down their business that was already going bankrupt. <laughs> so anyway, so many ties to the Man, office I, in this story. I'm starting to wonder if the office just, just stole their story from the Ripple's history. Well, I guess the, the office, office came, came first. first. Okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> all right, keep going. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, we'll, we'll leave our story there. But obviously, there's a lot of drama involved there. That's kind of the murky beginnings of Ripple. Okay, so let's let's do a quick recap of what XRP is as a cryptocurrency, and then I'd love to get your thoughts of kind of how you're feeling about XRP, Brian. Okay. Okay. So, so quick rundown: XRP. Again, it's supposed to be like a really fast, really cheap uh, payment coin, analogous to Bitcoin. But but really, they're more of a competitor to SWIFT. I don't know if you're familiar with SWIFT, um, but SWIFT is the interbank payment system. So it's how banks can pay each other and uh, you know move money back and forth between them. They have this okay. this platform called SWIFT. So basically, Ripple aims to be more like that. Ripple uh, wines and dines with banks 
to get banks to use their system. And so then with Ripple, banks can send um, cross-border payments to other banks. They can very quickly settle transactions between other banks uh, with the Ripple network. So that's kind of okay. the, the business model for Ripple. Um, and they have some pretty big banks as partners. They, the Bank of America just announced to be a partner. Oh, wow. Um, and some other big banks across the globe. Um, but But the one little catch that people who love XRP don't usually tell you is that banks don't actually have to use XRP to use Ripple's service. Uh, Ripple is, they, they can use Ripple software without actually using the cryptocurrency. And so a lot of people who believe in XRP think that once these big banks join on to the Ripple network, XRP's price is going to skyrocket because there's going to be a lot of demand for XRP. But in fact, these banks don't even have to use XRP. So in a way, the token's token's a little useless. Anyways, so before we get to some pros and cons, because there are some pros and cons of XRP, how are you feeling about this currency right now, Brian? I mean, that's that's a lot of history, a lot of drama. I mean, in one sense, I feel a little bit better that some of the dramas behind them, you know, with the whole Jed, is that his name again? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. That he's gone and and it seems like it's being managed correctly. But at the on the other hand, like you just said, you know, it seems like it, it's basically useless. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know how how good I feel about that one. Yes, and, and that's kind of how I feel too. So let's, let's so some of the pros. Some people who love XRP, this is what they tend to point towards. Okay. Okay. XRP, they have a lot of partnerships. Well, the company, I should say, Ripple has a lot of partnerships with banks. Ripple also works really closely with governments, so that it is the cryptocurrency least likely to be killed by regulation. They work very closely with governments okay. to 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 make sure that they're following what a government would like to see from a cryptocurrency. So that's kind of nice. If if government ever cracks down, XRP is probably the last to go. Ripple has control over its currency, currency because they own so much of it and also because it's a company. Um, so they can actually prevent, they can do a lot to help prevent criminal activity on their network, which is kind of nice. And then with this new Flare network, which was what the airdrop was all about, it's actually creating um, a use case where XRP can be used on Ethereum so you can actually use XRP with dApps, decentralized applications, and you're actually building more of a use case for XRP beyond just a payment coin. The, the cons of XRP, first of all, it's managed by a centralized company. So it's a centralized company trying to run a decentralized cryptocurrency. And that just doesn't happen because the company is centralized. It's running the currency. So it's it's kind of a weird balance that they're trying to strike here between decentralized and centralized. It has, like we talked about, a checkered past, kind of a murky past, a murky startup. Um, and uh, the supply is huge. 100 billion tokens for total supply is a huge supply for a cryptocurrency. Um, and then the company, Ripple, is constantly selling off their tokens every month for a profit. And so you're not going to see a whole lot of price action or increase of price because when the price starts to go up, Ripple just sells off their tokens and the price drops back down. Uh, and then also the token is kind of useless too. 
Did they did they ever buy back their <laughs> like have they ever done buybacks at all? So yes, and actually this is one like you're saying, it seems like Ripple may be going into a better direction now. Just re- I think in the last month or two, they had a big buyback. So they bought back almost a hundred million XRP. Just not necessarily a good thing in their case because they already own so much. Very true. Even if it even <laughs> if it might help this you know, the price temporarily. Yeah, but but investors saw it as as a, a a way of showing that they're not all about just getting off their tokens to make money, but you know they also are invested in their own system as well. Right, right. So it's something, right? Yeah. Um, they also have put aside, I think, like fifty billion of those XRP. They've put them into an escrow account, so they can't even touch a lot of their supply right now. So they are making good steps as a company and there are some benefits to being a company. Uh, you can make changes a lot quicker than some decentralized currency. So this is just my initial thoughts. Tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Isn't there a lot of countries and government agencies right now that are creating their own or rumor has it or some countries actually have already created their own digital currency that basically sounds like something like this with xrp right so to me that sounds like the biggest risk to them is more countries getting into the digital currency space and banks starting to use you know more of that and you know so it's i don't know And, and the whole point to me at least and i guess everybody's different with crypto and why they might purchase it um, and why they're interested in it. But to me, it's like it's having that or not having the exposure to some control, right? So having that decentralized, is that what it's called? Decentralized? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just feel like with where the direction the world is going with digital currencies, like I don't see them playing a huge role in that world, but the decentralized uh, currencies and crypto that's where people are like well i don't want to be a part of this you know government agency that is creating this dig- digital currency and so i want something that's decentralized you know but like you said maybe it'll fit right in line with what's going on because they're kind of in the same space as those i don't know so i i can see both sides but for me personally it's kind of defies the whole purpose of having crypto in in my in my view yep that's how, that's how a lot of people feel. Exactly. And, 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 and you know, who knows? This is why I'm so torn. Like, I, I would love the idea of having a coin in my portfolio that is somewhat safe to government regulation. It's kind of like a hedge against governments cracking down on crypto. That's like, a good like, point, actually. It's very different, it sounds like, than most cryptocurrencies. So might as well have some diversification in it, right? Right. Yep. I'm torn and I'm still torn. And, you know, I, 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 a lot of this story that we talked about today, it's, it is in the past and it is what it is. And it doesn't necessarily, shouldn't necessarily reflect on the currency itself, but there are some things that do concern me about the company. And, and, uh, you know, obviously since they are a company, they need profit, they need money, they need to run like a business. So it's not just about being for the people. A lot of decentralized currency is about being for the people. It's not about making money for the, for the person. Like Satoshi, I don't know, maybe like we talked about, maybe someday he'll cash out his Bitcoin, but he never really made any money from 
creating the Bitcoin network. It was it was more just a way to give people more freedom. And uh, so XRP kind of flies in the face of, of all that. Yeah. I would I would wrap up the story of XRP being the episode where Dwight decides that he wants to do a fire drill. Have you seen that episode, Ryan? I love that episode, yes. <laughs> go ahead and go, go ahead and explain it for the listeners in case they don't. Oh, well, I mean, he he thinks it's wise to get everybody prepared just in case there's a fire, but so it's just a drill, but everybody thinks it's a real fire. Well, it creates <laughs> chaos and Stanley actually has a heart attack because of that. <laughs> They're like throwing like copy machines outside the window to try to get out. You know, it's it's nuts. Are they like breaking? That, they're that, trying to break windows, throwing chairs, trying to break windows oh, yeah, to jump out and yeah. crawling through the ceil- the the ceiling, whatever the roof. <laughs> yeah, that that's XRP right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, what you're describing is the beginnings of XRP. Though hopefully now yeah. they're after the fire drill and they look back and think, wow, that was just some joke. That wasn't a, a real fire. This huh? is. The end, hopefully, is uh, Jim and Pam getting married. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so, exactly. so, so, Jed, Jed going back to Ripple, and uh, <laughs> leaving leaving Crypto Yoko Ono, and uh, just patching things up again. Uh, I wouldn't go that. Far. <laughs> okay. Well, wonderful, Brian. We, I appreciate you weighing in with your your uh, your office rating system that was very helpful oh, to help yeah. understand the drama playing out in the story well, well we'll call that a wrap for today's episode thank you for listening to the fool's gold podcast you can find us on the socials on instagram and twitter at fool's gold that's g-o-a-l-e-d we do competitions we'd love to interact with you guys so check us out over there and brian until next time i'll talk to you later all right see you later <laughs>